ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom. To all who come to this happy place, welcome to Uncovering Disney Magic. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my wife, Rachel. She's a travel agent with the company Small World Big Fun, where they make big fun easy. She specializes in Disney destinations all around the world. Together, we have a combined 50-plus trips to Disney destinations. So now we invite you to sit back, relax, and let us help you uncover the magic. Welcome back to episode 23 of Uncovering Disney Magic. I'm Rachel here with my husband, Zach. Greetings from the currently rainy Buckeye State. And today we are going to do a trip recap. Uh, over 4th of July weekend, we went down to Florida and did Universal Studios for a few days and then Walt Disney World. So we were going to give you a little bit of insight on how our trip went. But before we get started, I have a couple of housekeeping updates. Uh, we're recording this late Tuesday night, so this morning Disney released a few discounts and I want to talk about two of them for the end of this year, kind of fall through almost, well, Christmas Eve, I guess. The first one is free dining. We talked about this at the beginning of the year when it came out really unexpectedly for summertime, but this is more of the traditional time frame, but it has a couple of weird dates to it. So the qualifications for free dining are five night stays, yeah, five night stay, six days, uh, room, and at least the park hopper ticket option. So um, the booking window is through September 29th, and the dates are September 1st through September 18th, November 17th through November 27th, and December 8th through de December 23rd. So that's quite a Slim pickings, right? It's, I guess they're they're ruling out pretty much all the Halloween Halloween crowds, Thanksgiving crowds, and then uh, Christmas through New Year's. Right, it's like that's what they're trying to. So I guess one common misconception about free dining is that you just book a package and you automatically get the free dining, what what is traditionally called the Disney dining plan. So if you stay at a deluxe resort, you get the Disney dining plan. If you stay at a moderate or a value, you get a moderate or value resort. You get the quick service dining plan, which you can upgrade to the to the Disney dining plan or the deluxe. And if you're staying at a deluxe resort, you can upgrade to the deluxe dining plan. But I don't want people to think that, and this go around, not all resorts are included. So that makes it a little bit more complicated. Um, this is one of those things where they really are just kind of throwing it together last minute, it seems. So if that's something that you're interested in, we can definitely play with some dates and some package options. The second discount that I wanna talk about is a 20% room discount. And this is where it kind of, again, it's a little bit confusing. Um, so the booking window runs, until, runs through September 29th. From September 1st to September 29th, all dates qualify for up to 20% off your room. But then starting September 29th, running through November 7th, only nights from Sunday night to Thursday night qualify for this discount. And then you can book through December 24th for dates 
November 10th through December 24th. And I, as far as I understand, those are all the nights. So a little bit later in the season, kind of switching gears, one's pretty heavily Thanksgiving and the next one is Christmas. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, you can take up to 20%. I've seen anywhere from 10 to 20% um, depending on what hotel you're staying in, but more, resor more resorts qualify for this discount than free dining. Right, and I know Rachel just threw a lot of different dates and so different many things. things at you. So, but I posted all of it on my Facebook page. I was page just going to say, morning. I was just going to say before <laughs> she, she interrupted me to head over to her Facebook page um, and get everything there. So it'd be a whole lot easier rather reading it rather than hearing and going back and forth with everything she just said. That's true. However, I will say that if you are wanting to plan a last minute trip, this is a really good opportunity to do so. Um, Disney started a campaign at the beginning of the year that's called Now More Than Ever. And really you can take advantage of seeing five really awesome things uh, if you decide to take advantage of one of these discounts. So Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party goes on. Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party is happening. Food and Wine Festival will be going on. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening at Hollywood Studios and Festival of the Holidays at Epcot are all exciting things that are coming while these discounts are available. So if that's something that you'd like to see, head to my Facebook page or shoot me an email, rachel at smallworldbigfun.com and we can get to talking. Yep. Okay, all of that being said, Let's begin our trip recap to Universal Studios and the Walt Disney World Resort. Right. So we, we mentioned in previous podcasts that every once in a while we'll decide to fly out of Pittsburgh because we can get a round trip uh, direct flight on Southwest there. So we decided to take advantage of that this time. Uh, we found some rather inexpensive flights leaving Pittsburgh um, and coming back there. So we, we drove down Wednesday night and stayed at the at the hotel, which is a Hyatt right at Pittsburgh International Airport. And our flight was at about 7, 7.15 in the morning on the 4th of July. We arrived at Orlando about 9.15 and we rented a car and drove straight to uh, the Lowe's Royal Pacific Resort. And um, Rachel's gonna talk a little bit about why we chose to stay there. Um, I think they have about six resorts or so on property and why we chose to stay at this one. So there are three, similar to Walt Disney World, there are three um, levels of resorts. Value, preferred, and premier. So instead of value, moderate, and deluxe, you get value, preferred, and premier. When you stay at a premier resort, you get what's called the Express Pass for free. So the Express Pass is Universal's equivalent to a Fast Pass at Walt Disney World, except you have to pay for them if you go to Walt, or if you go to Universal. So anyway, this is an unlimited Express Pass, which means that you can go on all the things that Express Pass qualifies for as many times as you want during the length of your stay. Now, when we were deciding whether or not we should stay at Universal or just go to um, Walt Disney World and then drive back and forth um, for two days, it actually crunched, when we crunched the numbers, it was cheaper to purchase a two-day ticket and stay for one night at a premier resort, which has the Express Pass included, then it would be to purchase a two-day ticket with the Express Pass because Fourth um, of July weekend is a peak time, so the Express Pass fluctuates in price, really anywhere from 
Like your ticket is probably gonna be about $150, but Express Pass can run anywhere from like $80 to $150. So you can literally double your ticket price if you're purchasing Express Pass. Now, Express Pass is not for everyone, but in our situation, being there for such a short period of time, and we were there with my parents and my sister and my sister's boyfriend, and most of the people in our travel party are ride warriors, we'll call them. So it was a good use of time and money for us. And I guess as Zach talks through um, some of what we did, he'll be able to explain kind of what the, the standby line was and then what they waited for in the express pass line. Right. So whenever uh, whenever we check in, you have to go to you have to do a couple things whenever you check in uh, to the resort there. So the first thing we did was. We checked in at the main check-in place, I guess you want to call it check-in Yeah, for counter. the room. Uh, so we got our room, went from there to uh, Bellhop to drop our bags bags and luggage off. And then you have to go to what they call the Universal uh, Vacation Planning Center, uh, something like that, I believe it's called. And that's whenever they give us our park ticket and then they activate the uh, max pad or yeah. Express, pass. Express pass, max pass. Sorry, it's it's the express pass. That's whenever you use your room key, right? Um, to show that that it shows that you're staying on property, and they'll scan it whenever you're in line. So I just want to shout out myself really quick. So I provided some phenomenal small world big fun lanyards to my family, and it was actually I I had heard a couple different things about if you have express pass, you actually need to have a lanyard. But what are you doing? Ooh, everything's shaking. Oh, Zach's shaking the table, sorry. Um, about how you need to have um, a lanyard so that you can have your express pass and your ticket with you on rides that you're not allowed to take bags on. So I guess that's one thing that we'll talk about later too is that kind of like the different protocols that Disney versus, Uni- Disney versus Universal have. Um, so we were able to stick our room key slash express pass in there with our standard park ticket and that was something that we found really useful just in terms of convenience and not having to just hang on and hope they don't fly out of your pocket. Right. So whenever we, we went directly over to the park after we checked in. So what we did was we took a, a boat ride, um, I guess, on their little canal that they have that goes directly to City Walk. And City Walk is their version of Disney Springs or Downtown Disney that is right in between both parks. So whenever we arrived at City Walk, we decided to go to Islands of Adventure, and we sat down and ate pizza and salad at Cafe Four. Um, after we were done eating that, we decided to do Rachel and I decided to do a lap around the park just to see everything. Um, and Sarah and her boyfriend weren't there yet, so that's my sister. Right, so they weren't there yet, so we decided to just do a quick lap around the park before they got there, just to see everything um, before we took pictures or anything like that or went on any rides. Um, after we did that, um, we decided to go on a lot of the rides. Um, so your dad, Sarah, and her boyfriend and I went on uh, We can probably hall. just call him Fred. We can call him Fred. Okay. That is actually his so, name. His name is Fred. <laughs> so we went on the Hulk, and we this was the first ride that we got to use the Express Pass for. And I believe it saved us. I think the wait time was posted about 30 or 40 minutes. Um, right. But, but we walked on the ride, and we walked. I mean, literally right on it. So we jumped the entire line and we were on the next train. So that was a very good um, use of the Express Express Pass for us. Yeah, so one thing about the Hulk, uh, my mom and I were the ones that chose to sat, to sat out, to sit out 
the Hulk. Um, basically, it's a terrifying ride that shoots you straight up and then straight down and then 72 loops and then some corkscrews and some other stuff. And I just didn't really feel like that was in my comfort level. So um, the Hulk is actually a ride that you have to go through metal detectors to get on. So you're not even allowed to have your cell phone. Like that's how, I guess, intense this ride is. Right. There's... So they have lockers that you can put all of your things in. And the general rule of thumb is that, so if it's a 40 minute posted wait time, you get 40 minutes plus 15 minutes in these complimentary lockers. Now, the thing about the complimentary lockers is that they are about the size of two PO boxes squished together. So if you have a backpack, you have no chance. You can rent bigger lockers for like two or three dollars. I think it depends on where you are. Right, I saw two and I saw three, yeah. um, but they're not complimentary. So if you have a big backpack, I guess it would be convenient to not have to pay for it and have somebody else that's a, a non-riding member of your travel party um, hold that for you so that you don't have to worry about trying to cram it. I mean, it. I had no chance. Like my backpack wasn't even that full. And there was just no way that it was it was gonna fit in there. It was they were pretty small. You could fit a satchel. Yeah, I was just gonna say if, you could put a satchel or a if, fanny pack. I love fanny packs. So, but yeah, the, there's not much room in those things. So yeah, we went on the Hulk. Um, went from there, went on um, uh, King Kong Skull Island. That was an interesting ride. That was a. It was almost like if you're familiar with getting on the safari ride at Animal Kingdom, it's almost you're on that truck and they take you through. Um, this cave sort of thing. Now, I haven't seen King Kong in years, so I really didn't know the the story behind it, but you do have a close encounter with um, King Kong, uh, which is a really cool animatronic in that ride. Uh, from there, we went to uh, the Jurassic um, the Jurassic Park River Adventure, which you went which on with I us. Which I rode it! So, it's basically kind of like Splash Mountain, but on steroids. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's a lot, the, the hill was bigger. So it's themed after Jurassic Park, and basically you're taking this tour through normal unicorns and rainbows, Jurassic Park, and then you make an accidental turn, and all of the... The raptors. All of the raptors have escaped their cages and flipped these boats and all that kind of stuff, and then you're going through all of this fog, and then boom, a T-Rex is in your face, and you drop down the hill... And I will say it was about 107, so getting soaked <laughs> felt so good. But it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Um, that was another fantastic use of yeah. Express Pass. I think the standby line for that one was about 50 minutes because it was that hot and people were willing to stand there for that long to get wet. I really think and we waited like two minutes. We didn't even wait two minutes. It was like it took two minutes to kind of like, okay, how many people are in your party? We're going to split you up this way. Everybody put your seatbelt on. You know, like you were, it, it was a fantastic use of Express Pass. Right, so we wrapped up there, and I don't know why we went over there, but we decided to go on the Dr. Seuss trolley ride. Um, I didn't have much of an opinion on it. It was kind I of have like, an opinion on it. Well, if you what could, in the world well, if you <laughs> is that for? I don't, I don't, it's Dr. Seuss land, so that explains Just it. think of like all the weird words that he's ever rhymed together and then put it on it's it's not even like a people mover though 
it's... I don't even... You should experience it. It's ridiculous, but it's kind of funny, and they, like, strap you... It, it, so you're sitting in a chair that has, like, you know, the little booster seats at the, at like, restaurants where it has the little leg separator. It felt like so I was getting strapped in, in for the Hulk. Not was, really, but it I mean, sure seemed The like thing it. is, though, is that you are going... You're suspended in... That's true. You over, can, like, walkways out, and stuff. Hurt. You'd hurt yourself and someone yeah. else, no question. So, we rode that, and then we got stuck on it, and it was, like, it was making hot. all of these terrible songs, and I was just like, this is your fault. Like, you this made is me go their, on this. This is their version of Small World. Oh, I definitely thought you were going to say Figment. Or Figment, Like, it's yeah, totally too. trippy, and you're just like, what am I doing right now? Like, it's just how many weird words can we rhyme together? So... It was cute. It was fine. <laughs> if you if you have younger children that you have an affinity to Dr. Seuss a little bit more recently than maybe we do, it might be cooler for you. But the only reference that I caught was the green eggs and ham, like right outside where I was stuck. Yeah. So a- after <laughs> after we got done having our mind blown on that ride, we decided to um, head back over to. Um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Right, and we decided to get on some train that I don't know anything about. So I'll let Rachel take over <sighs> for that. He's the worst, you guys. He doesn't understand Harry Potter at all. And it just really hurt my heart because I was so excited. Like, in Harry Potter, or in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I guess, um, you can only purchase gilly water. Like, you can't buy bottles of water. And so I walk out of the bathroom and he's like, Hey, I got you some gilly water. Does this mean anything to you? And I'm like... <laughs> Based Which they on, charge you more money for, like, by the way. Literally, come on, man. So, I mean, I thought it was spectacular. Actually, we should talk about the water for a second. Now that you've like mentioned it, so there were like four different kinds of water, and they were all priced differently. They ranged anywhere from like three dollars, maybe three fifty, to five dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, it's like and it just the- kind of depended on where you were in the park. Or if you went to, like, a, not a kiosk, a cart, yeah. I guess, or a quick service restaurant, or Harry Potter, or Jurassic Land. Like, there were just different kinds of water all over the place. And I wasn't really used to that. So, usually when I go to Disney, I just, like, pull out my five bucks and, you know, I get my dollar and fifty cents back. But, like, it was different every You didn't time. an extra fifty cents that time. Yeah, it was just, the whole thing was very interesting. So... Um, do you want to talk about the cups? Is now a good time to talk about the cups? Um, the yeah, I guess we can. I mean, that's one. Well, that's one thing that <laughs> is. I wish we would have done uh, earlier in the day. So what they have is they have refillable. Um, I want to call them mugs. Cups. I guess it's, it's almost like a jug though, because it's a little bit bigger than a mug. Yeah, it's pretty big. So they charge you. I believe it's about sixteen ninety nine for one. If you buy two of them, they're fifteen ninety nine, and then if you buy th- between three and six of them, they're thirteen ninety nine each. And they have Coke Freestyle machines all around the parks. Um, and they also you can fill them up with like the frozen, frozen Coke and frozen blue raspberry and stuff like that. But I really wish we would have done that ahead of time because especially if you're able to fill it up with ice water right because that's you all would I drink sa- anyway. you would have saved money i mean by the time you got four of them you would have been past your 
break-even point. So but that's, then I wouldn't have had any yellow. No, but that's one thing. If if we could go back, I yeah, for I sure. would have done that first thing whenever we first got in there was buy a couple of those things. The only thing that would have sucked, well, not really even because you couldn't take your backpack on a lot of rides. Right, you'd have to leave so it with it. So you'd have to just leave it in your backpack. Okay, sorry. We got a little distracted there. So we got on the Hogwarts Express. Now, in order to ride the Hogwarts Express, you have to have what's called a park-to-park ticket, which is the equivalent of Walt, or of Walt Disney World's um, park hopper. So Hogwarts Express takes you from Islands of Adventure to Universal Studios or vice versa. Um, two different experiences, depending on which way you ride. Both fantastic. Zach didn't understand what was going on I was at on a all. Train. But it was amazing. And you do actually go... It was go air-conditioned. And dark. Yeah. And it, seriously, guys, it was like 107. So anything that was kind of dark and air-conditioned like, was a big plus. Um, so we rode that over to Universal Studios, and then what we did we, we were going to go on. Oh, Green okay. Box. So well, all right. So hang on a second. In Islands of Adventure, Hogsmeade is in Islands of Adventure. Then you can get on the Hogwarts Express and you go over to Diagon Alley. So when you get off of the Hogwarts Express, you're in Diagon Alley. If that means anything to you people, and it might because. Zach has to be in the minority of people that have never even seen one Harry Potter movie. That's fine. It's ridiculous. But yeah, we were going to go on uh, the Escape of Gr- or Gringotts. Escape um, from, es- from Gringotts. Um, we were going to use our Express Pass for that, but we got about... Well, we were real close of getting on the ride, and it broke down, so everybody was getting out of line, so we decided to get out of line, too. Um, and then we headed over to the Men in Black ride, which is very... Yeah, it was going to start to rain. There was It was starting to thunder, like, kind of out in the distance. So we were like, let's head over here. This is kind of getting closer to the front of the park. And it's an inside ride, so. And it's an inside ride. Well, on this ride, it so this is an equivalent to Buzz Lightyear. You're not allowed to take your backpack on this ride either. So there were six of us, and so we decided to, my parents went first, and we watched their bags, and then Sarah, Fred, Zach, and I went second and I just I don't really know how I feel about it. There's a lot of spinning. I would say it's very, I would say it's <laughs> I don't like spinning. I wouldn't say it's it's more like a combination of Toy Story Midway Mania and Buzz Lightyear because That's it's Buzz Lightyear one. because you're shooting lasers the entire time. Right. But Toy Story Midway Mania you are there's more spinning and stuff as you go through the ride and right. it jerks you around a little bit more. But no, I thought it was a really cool ride. I, of course, got the high score in our car. Um, Whoop-dee-doo. I'm just used to it by now. So, but yeah, after that, it was about, it was probably about five o'clock whenever we got done with that ride. And we were going to head back to the hotel. It it was starting to rain. Yeah. And we had been up since 5 a.m. And we we were going to head back to the hotel and come back out to dinner at 6.30. Um, We were almost out of the park and we decided to just head straight to dinner. It's like, well, we're already out, so... Let's just go eat. And we went over to a restaurant that just opened up there. Um, it was called Big Fire. Um, it was really Phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. It, it really was really good. It um, didn't really know what to expect. We saw a lot of things in the menu that we all figured, oh, this will be good. But I think every one of us had something that was Seriously, really like good. homemade chili and mussels do not go together. But they were both phenomenal because I ordered them both as appetizers because I just had to try them. They were so good. 
I mean, they had homemade cornbread dunked in the chili and the mussels were just perfectly cooked. I was like, oh, this is great. Now I was also starving, so <laughs> that didn't help much either. Um, what did I get? I got a burger. Got a burger. I got a burger with but some I think your highlight was the dessert potatoes. at the end. But then, yeah, so for dessert, um, they had make your own s'mores at your table. And so my sister and I decided to do that. And I mean, it was just fun. Like the flame was a little bit too hot. So it was just kind of like you tried to toast your marshmallow and it caught on fire. But <laughs> it was fun regardless. And I don't know anyone that lives in America that doesn't like s'mores. Me either. Zach. I just don't understand. So ridiculous. All right. So what would you, what did you have for dinner? I had a burger as well. I had a burger as well. The same, same thing you did. And how was your dessert? That was really good. I had apple pie. It was the 4th of July, so I had that apple pie. Did you get ice cream on it? Oh, yeah. Apple pie all mode. Okay. There's nothing more American than that. I would have kind of thought that, like, s'mores and campfires would be pretty American also, Ew. but what do I know? All right. So, yeah, that was really good. And after that, your parents, Fred, and your sister all went back to the hotel. I was going to say, it was, and... like, what, 7? Yeah, Probably it was about 7 were there for a bit. And so there's a... A castle show in Harry Potter and Islands of Adventure that I thought was gonna like knock my socks off and they said it ran from dusk until park closed. I was like okay we're getting closer to dusk so let's walk over there because I knew that if I went back to the hotel to lay down for a little bit that I was not gonna go back out and I was like no I really want to see this castle show this is gonna be awesome. <sighs> Guys it was four minutes long. Like, was it fun? Sure. Okay, well, I guess let me tell you the whole experience. So we walk into to Harry Potter, into Islands of Adventure, and all of these people are crowding around Hagrid's motor... Motorbike adventure. Motorbike adventure, thank you. It had been closed all day. Now, I'm not sure if you're following along with any of the... We're Shenanigans. Open, we're open, we're closed. We're open, we're closed. Delayed. We're delayed. <laughs> we're closed. Whatever. So... We walked by and all of these people were starting to congregate like kind of at the head of the line. And Zach's like, I mean, maybe we should just hang out here for like a couple minutes. And I'm like, okay, now this is what, 740? 7, 7.45, yeah, it was close. Cause the, yeah, it was about 7.45. It, okay, so Zach's like, all of the tall people have all agreed that it's opening at 8. Now, I'm short, so I can't see or hear anything. So, he's like, it's going to open well, at I 8. I saw one of the team members, like, signaling eight fingers to somebody else. And see, I was like, like what else I could said, that mean? Like I said, the tall people all knew. I couldn't tell. So, he's like, you got to hold my backpack. I got to go on this ride. So, I'm like, okay, I'll go over and I'll see the show. Like, I'll camp out for a couple minutes see the show, you know, walk around, get some pictures of stuff, do fun things, um, you know, kind of what's your plan. And he's like, well, I'm going to get in line at eight and I'm going to like the longest I'll wait is an hour. Right. I'm like, okay. So I left you. I was carrying two backpacks. I walked into a few of the shops that were still open because quite truthfully, most of them were closed uh, or closing, I guess. I walked over to um, Hogwarts and I camped out with probably like 150 of my closest friends. 
Now, this is nothing. Like, it, I mean, it's just nothing like a nighttime spectacular at Walt Disney World. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not. So, it was like, I waited for seriously an hour. And Zach was texting me. He's like, I'm going through this room. If I lose service, it's because I'm in this room. And I'm like, okay, I'm just camping out here. But you do not have any service in that line. I will tell you. A hundred of my closest friends. Once you get in, once you get in the castle or building, whatever show building that they call it, you will lose service, and you'll probably not have service until you get off the ride. So that's not really true because you texted me that you were getting on. But so it I, wasn't going. It didn't go through right away. Okay. It like stuck in my outbox for. So I like so it like no it, it's so okay it's eight forty five and I'm like guys it is past past dusk like it is dark outside what are we doing here and I was slightly agitated because none of the team members knew what time the show was gonna start they're like oh should be any minute now oh totally gonna happen anytime soon oh yeah totally a thing that's happening so. I'm like, okay, like, you know, this isn't, it, it just wasn't as prompt as I guess, you know, Wishes starts at 9 or 9.15 or, you know, Illuminations is at 9.30. That's what it is. So it was just kind of like a hit or miss thing. So Zach texted me that he can see the ride. Like yeah, I was in the last building. I could the see last the last building. Yeah. You could see whatever. So I'm like, I'm ignoring you right now. The show's about to start. Four minutes was how long this show was. Four minutes. I was on the ride longer. You were on the ride longer. So, I mean, it was fine. They went over the different ho- the different houses of Hogwarts, and then there was, like, a pew-pew, and everybody was like, ah, yay! And I was like, where's the cool thing that's supposed to be, like, making everybody cheer? Well, it never came, so that was it, turns out. I was really disappointed, I'm going to be honest with you, because I spent an hour of my time sitting there waiting for that to start. So then they funneled us through like the back way behind all of Anders. And I don't really know why. Like they wouldn't let anybody else out it was any other way. Whenever I got off the ride, I exited right where right when the show was going on and I was kind of stuck in like no man's land. Right. Because people were coming towards me to see the next show, but they weren't letting them towards me. It was, it was very just, interesting. It was very strange. Like, I couldn't figure out what their traffic pattern was. So, the guy was, like, trying to get me to go this way. I'm, like, I'm trying to get to Hagrid's. And he's, like, just keep going this way, lady. And I was, like, okay, sorry. So, what was interesting, though, I forgot to mention earlier, is that you got in line at 8 o'clock. Yes. And by 8.24, they were at capacity. They were not letting anyone else get in line. So, I'm not really sure. Like, basically, anybody who's asked, I've just told them it's totally hit or miss. And... Like, good luck, because there currently is no um, express pass utilization or basically any structure to when it's going to open. The demand for it has just been outrageous. So, yeah, that's that's the story, and we're sticking to it. Yep. So, I went and sat on a rock for, like, hmm, 10 minutes or so, and then I saw Zach, and he was just glowing it, it in was... the dark. So to he swore. it's it's, it's very hard to explain the experience that I had because he on doesn't understand because, the reference. Well, no, it's just there's so much, so much going on in one ride, and this is really why it, it's down half the day. It's I mean you have 
There's seven different launch sections on the roller coaster. There's an area where you go backwards. There's an area where there's a free fall. There's multiple animatronics, and they all work together. So that's my best way of explaining how this this roller coaster works. And I believe when it was all said and done, I waited about an hour and 15 minutes. I knew once we got to the hour that I was planning on waiting, I could see where I got on the ride. So yeah, seriously, like I'm not, I was like, I'm, I'm not, not letting you waste an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was it was the it might have been the best roller coaster I've ever been on, and that says a lot because I've been on a lot of roller coasters, and I mean that's I mean yeah, there's not much more I can say about it, but I would say. Myself, I would wait in that line again by myself for an hour and a half. Um, if I was with somebody else, I would wait up to three hours. I'll say it was getting kind of bored whenever I was at one hour and just standing Which in line really by myself. Which really something, I guess, because you don't wait in lines nope. for things. You're a very impatient one person when it comes to that. So that's really interesting. I, I, would, I, I would wait an hour plus to go on Flight of Passage, and I've been on that ride a lot. I would wait multiple hours to get on this ride. Wild. Okay. So, um, after that, I about called it. I'm like, I'm I toast. Think we both called it. Time to go. So, we were planning to utilize the buses back to our resort. Boats. What did I say? Buses. Oh, sorry. Uh, the boats back to our hotel, except we timed it really poorly because they had a 4th of July fireworks show that ended... Basically, right at the time that we were planning to get to the boat. So, we stood for like 15 minutes, 20 minutes maybe. And they kept bringing boats to our dock and they put other hotels on it. Now, normally my tolerance for things like that is a lot higher. But I was just, my feet were hurting and I was really tired and I was like... This is all your fault. We're walking. So the cool thing about staying at the Premier Resorts is that you can also walk back to them. There's a really nice walkway that's very, um, I was going to say it's very lit, but that's weird. So it was very well illuminated. illuminated. And uh, so we got out of line for the boat and just chose to walk back. But um, really nice room, fantastic pillows, bed, shower. I mean, it was really, really It was nice. all high quality. It really was. For sure. So I felt like that was a resort where you get what you pay for. Like the theming, the theming was fine. It was kind of like a Polynesian I was, Yeah, I thought it was vibe, really good. But we definitely did, not as in your face. Yeah, we didn't, we, we truly didn't take in as much at the resort um, as probably most people do. Like we didn't go That's to true. the pool we didn't area. Spend any time at the pool. We didn't eat anything at the hotel. We didn't check out of the a couple restaurants. Um, there a couple was a, bars. Yeah, and we didn't go to any of them. That's so. true. I guess I just didn't feel like the theming overall was like as in your face. No, it's not. As like the Polynesian. Which some people may like that. For sure. Which, I mean, I I thought it was like, and I don't want to call the Polynesian classless, but it was like a classy way of introducing the theme without being so overpowering and maybe as immersive. So I thought that was nice. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to day two because we've been talking about day one for like a half hour. Right. So, all right. We'll, we'll start to get moving a little bit here. Um, so, Friday, we woke up early in the morning and we had we were checking out this day. So, we had to pack up all of our luggage and drop it off at, uh, at Bellhop again. 
Uh, so we, we took the boat over to CityWalk again. We had early morning hours at Universal Studios, so it opened an hour before uh, to the, Just general, the general public. public. So whenever we went over there, we the first thing we did was we went on uh, Escape from Gringotts. That was the line that we were in when the ride broke down the day before. So that was a I really cool... I think it cool... broke down. The lady was saying that they don't operate that ride when it, there's a thunderstorm. Interesting. Even though it was inside. Well, either way, I mean, all the lights came on in the line, so they were telling people to leave. So. <laughs> Get off. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the first thing we did. We waited about probably 10 minutes or so uh, to get on that ride. It seemed like a lot of people, everybody that was going to that the early uh, morning hours well, went so straight to that ride. It, the thing is, is that it's only in Universal Studios, right. and it was only for Harry Potter. So there really wasn't anything else to do unless you wanted to get an early start on breakfast or shopping. Or eating. Right. So that was a really interesting ride. I, again, I didn't understand a lot of the concepts and stuff that was going on. But it's a combination of a roller coaster and a 3D movie, I guess you can say. They have a lot of screens going on, but you're still on a roller coaster track with a couple hills and turns and stuff like that. From that ride, we went over to, we had breakfast at the Leaky Cauldron. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good. It was, a, it was their quick service place in... In Diagon Alley. Did I, get, did I get that right? You did. Wow, look at me. All right. So, yeah, we had he breakfast didn't there. I understand why it was called the Leaky Pot Cauldron, though. My dad was like, you should just call it the Leaking Pot. Yeah, that's like, fine. Ugh. So, no, that, that was that was a really good... Um, we placed the order at the counter. Um, they sat us and they brought the food to us. So, it was a little bit mixture of... Combo like, yeah. quick service. Yeah. So, but no, it was really good. Um, yeah. But from there... Um, we went on a couple different rides after that. We went on the Mummy, which is another version or another ride very similar to um, Gringotts. Only it was a little bit more of a roller coaster. It was more track, more more speed. And they um, had to hold your backpack thing. on that yep. one. That was another one. And then from there we split up. Uh, you, your mom, and dad went on the Despicable Me show, mm-hmm. and Sarah and Fred and I went on Rip Ride Rocket. Uh, that's another roller coaster. Um, high-speed roller coaster that uh, they play music while you're going through this ride and you get to pick the music while you're um, going up the hill so that it plays plays the music while you're on the ride but that was that was the second ride that you had to go through a metal detector to get on it and what what I think it is is it's any ride that or any roller coaster that goes over people or flips upside down so they didn't want anything. That was outside. Fall- right. They don't want anything falling out of pockets or anything like that. Yeah. So I went over to Despicable Me while they were risking their lives on a very dangerous upside down roller coaster. Um, so Despicable Me is a 3D, basically, minions training show. And it was adorable. Um, but so what's cool about it is that you sit. It's not even really like a car. But you sit in this little thing that... I don't even, it's a simulator, but you, it just jerks you around a whole bunch. So it's moving. So it feels like you're moving, but I mean, as you technically are moving. What is it? It's like in Flight of Passage where you're not, where you're just kind of stationary, but like the whole car is moving around. Right. It's a simulator. Is that what the technical Mm -hmm. term is? But the cool thing about it is that for giant wimps like myself or for little children that cannot handle all of the bumpiness they have a stationary row where you just sit on a bench in the front of the theater and watch everybody else get jerked around behind you so it's really cool um because you can see the screen and you still have the 3d glasses and everything 
but you're not experiencing as much of the motion as everybody else is. So nobody gave me any grief for it at all. There, It was me, my parents, this little boy and his dad were the only people in the stationary seats. But basically you just go through and say, hey, we'd like to be stationary, please. And they're totally cool with it. So that was awesome. Yep. But I like Minions, so I thought it was cute. Right, so we went from there and took the Hogwarts Express back. The Islands of Adventure. Yeah, so that it was a, a different, you had a different show on the train. It wasn't a show; it was really happening. Okay, we had a different show on the train as we went back to the other park. Oh, but you also okay. Two things I forgot to say: butter beer. I had some of that. We had frozen. My dad and I shared it because it's very, very, very sweet, but it was quite refreshing. Um, it's basically frozen cream soda. So when I tried it, I was like, there's no chance that my dad's going to like this. He drank like all of it. So that was cool. Um, different kind of thing if you're still hoping for the theming. Um, and then when we were going from Diagon Alley to Hogsmeade, kind of, I guess it would be standard with the, or in line with the movie, we got to jump through the platform nine and three quarters and my sister and I were like totally geeking out and Zach's like this is dumb guys why are you jumping like weirdos so we got to go through nine and three quarters and I thought that was really cool go ahead no that was that was <laughs> it I mean we got over to the other park um and I think we we really just walked around for a little bit and we decided to our original plan was to leave at about three o'clock and it head was over, just so hot. Head over to Disney, but we decided it one to go grab our stuff and drive over. So it's about a 20, 25 minute drive from Universal to well, it depends on Disney if you go World, the right way or, right or not. Right. No. Um, yeah, that's great. That's how lost. Okay. Um, so <laughs> from, from there, uh, we all um, decided to start checking into our rooms. Our rooms weren't ready, so uh, Sarah and Fred uh, went to the pool. And then we all went over to Magic Kingdom because your dad and I had to activate our annual passes. And for to clarify, we decided to do that Friday evening instead of Saturday morning because Friday at like 3 o'clock, nobody's doing that. Like there's nobody in the will call line. So they got to walk right up to the windows and um, do that instead of having to wait for like 45 minutes the next morning. Right, so... So that's just being smart about so it. So we went there. Um, that was the first time we got that uh, strawberry Dole Whip. Um, I forget what it's called. It's like Red's something. Let me look. But no, it was it was really good. Um, it Red's was Revenge. Red's Revenge. So what Dole what Whip, that? strawberry soft serve, Fanta strawberry, and a chocolate... Oh, Fanta strawberry and a pirate chocolate. And I will say it does rival just the regular Dole Whip that you can get in the park. I thought it was delightful. But no, it, I mean, it was very it, I was going to say it, it helped that it was really hot outside. Um, but no, it, it was really good. I was very pleased with that. So yeah, we got oh, that so and then was, we went to the lunch afterwards. Yeah, so it's $6.99 for yeah. the Red's Revenge. But it's also a snack credit. So that is a phenomenal use of a snack credit. Definitely would recommend yeah, so we went from there, and yeah, of course we had dessert first. But we went to um, we had have lunch at the Columbia Harbor House, where we just split chicken nuggets um, and stuff. So from there, we headed back over to the Contemporary to check back in. 
Um, your mom and dad's room was ready, but ours still was not. Um, there was a delay with ours. Yeah, I was like, so, there was a light out or something, and I didn't care. I just needed to get out of my clothes. Like, I needed to shower so bad. It was just so hot outside. No, so we just sat in the lobby for, probably I there for about 45 minutes. But it was really nice. The person that was helping us ended up giving us three anytime fast passes. Not, And we didn't ask for anything, um, didn't try to get preferential treatment or anything like that. We she was mean just either. She No, she felt she, she she felt bad that our room wasn't ready and it was delayed because of a light bulb apparently is what they're telling <laughs> us. So whenever we did get in our room we, we both showered and got changed in probably about five minutes it felt like because we had to leave and we went and had dinner at the boathouse. I love the boathouse. I know we talk about it all the time, but the service there is just unparalleled. Like it's phenomenal. Um, I had mussels and crab cakes. What is so funny? Oh. Oh, he's laughing at me. I had mussels and crab cakes, per usual, because they were delightful. What else did we get? We got shrimp cocktail, popcorn shrimp. My dad is like an appetizer ordering fiend. So it was like I told him that I could eat a whole order of, of mussels by myself for an appetizer. So the man orders three orders of mussels and popcorn shrimp and shrimp cocktail and a full meal and a salad. There were like seven you got things. A salad too. Yeah, there were like seven things that the man ordered, and I'm like, geez, Lou. He sure ate them all. We did. I think everybody was cleaning yeah. late club that day for sure. That's it's what so happens good. when you're out in the heat all day. That's true. Did I get sprinkles? Yeah, yep, then I went to you sprinkles. Did. Went to sprinkles. Um, and then we decided my sister and Fred um, decided to go see Spider Man because they have a movie theater in Disney Springs. So they went to Spider-Man and my parents, Zach and I went to Epcot to say goodbye officially, probably to uh, Illuminations. Zach was the longest and loudest clapper. I had the last clap. You better believe I did. If that's important to you, um, he had the, the longest clap. And what was awesome about it is that we were able to snag last minute um, fast passes to it for the fast pass viewing area, which is right at the bridge to the World Showcase. Like, that's, I'm saying that correctly, right? Well, it's just the answer. It's if you're coming from Spaceship Earth to okay. World Showcase, it's like that first area that you Yeah, get to. and it makes it super nice because when the show's over and everybody needs to head back to the buses or the monorail or the parking lot you're kind of like the first people out, which is awesome. So we went back to the hotel and slept like babies again. Yeah, so on to Saturday. We're gonna fly through Saturday real quick, um, just because we really didn't do very much that was new or different. No, basically, because um, it like rained on us. So we had breakfast at Crystal Palace, and of course, right after Crystal Palace, we went to the People Mover. Um, we went on a couple other things. Uh, well, Buzz we used Lightyear. our anytime fast passes. Right, yeah, we used them on Buzz Lightyear and Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, we didn't use our third one. Um, we were going to use it for, for Haunted Mansion, but the oh, Fast Pass right. line was... I think the ride was broke down. It must something. have been because the Fast Pass line was, like, backed up all the way to Harbor House. And we're like, what is going on? And then the standby line was, like, an hour. I'm like, well, I guess we'll just come back later. And we never made it back. All right, so um, we had lunch at Be Our Guests uh, right after that, which some... Buddy in our party ordered two sandwich and it, sandwiches, and it wasn't either one of us. Um, that was probably the highlight of that lunch, which was really fun. It was my dad. He did <laughs> it. He was like, you know, the lady's like, how many people are in your party? And I said, five. 
And she's like, well, you have six entrees here. And I'm like, yep, that's right. He ordered two sandwiches. So. Yeah. Um, from Be Our Guest, we um, headed directly over to Animal Kingdom. We hopped on the bus and went there. Um, the first thing we did was we saw the Festival of the Lion King. And as soon as we got out of Festival of the Lion King, that's when the clouds opened up on us. Um, and we had fast passes for the safari uh-huh. right after. And we are like, oh, well. Let's see if they're still running it, and they did. Well, somebody said in a blog that they would run it as long as there's just no lightning, and that it's a good place to be yes. when it's raining. I disagree with that. Unless you have a, a, a poncho or a raincoat <laughs> no, or a bubble, I had a poncho and it didn't help. A dome, <laughs> it didn't help. It really did not help at all. Like it was just, it was absurd. Um, it was, I mean, it was raining so hard. And what was hysterical about it is that we actually learned a few things about the different animals that are around. So, like, the giraffes, for example, <laughs> all face the same direction, like, into the wind so that they can see all, like, if they're going to be attacked or something. Um, they can all sc- scatter. I get, yeah, scatter is the right word. They can all scatter and not run into each other. Yeah, it was interesting. A lot of there, we didn't see very many animals, but whenever we did, there were lots of them. And they were all, all together, like kind of cultish, yeah. like standing, you know, like facing their leader. And it was creepy and weird. Um, but what was hysterical is that the giraffes. We didn't see them out where they usually are on the savanna. But when we turned the corner, they were all back, like, where they have them come in and out when they go in for the night. And it was seriously, like, they're all standing there facing one direction, like, come on, people, let us in. It's raining really hard out here. And it was just really funny. It made me laugh. So um, we did that, and then we decided that it just was not worth the torrential downpour. I mean, our shoes were totally waterlogged. And for me, like, I can handle rain, but waterlogged shoes are kind of like my threshold so i was like "Mm, nope shoes are totally waterlogged time to head back so we did that and we were staying we didn't tell them where we were staying okay um we were staying at the contemporary so we headed back there and we didn't have any dinner plans since we had breakfast and lunch reservations that day um so we ate dinner and played cards like for several hours at the Contempo Cafe, which is the quick service restaurant uh, in the Contemporary. Yeah, so that wrapped up um, Saturday. And Sundays were um, Rachel's dad and I uh, decided we finally did something new. And it's something we talked about in past episodes, said I want to do it for a long time. Um, we went and played golf at Disney. So we, um, we had a tea time. At about 7.15 or 7.20, something like that, at the Magnolia Course, which is right by the Polynesian in Grand Floridian. It's on the Shades of Green Resort, which is the military resort on property. So we we left at about 6.15, um, just so we could get over there. We had rental clubs, um, and then we also knew that we could get on the, the range and stuff. So whenever I say we got rental clubs, uh, they were $40 per person. Um, it included in um, for you golf people an M4 driver, irons, um, wedges, and uh, putter. Uh, it also included Adidas golf shoes, and they gave us two sleeves of golf balls. And um, as I said, we had time to go on the range, which was included for staying on resort property. Uh, so we played 18 holes in no, Rome. You said that. 
the clubs were really nice and you definitely would keep running clubs, but you yes. bring your own shoes. Yes, I would, I would say the shoes were comparable to like if you go to a bowling alley and you need to use their rental shoes. So you can tell they're a little worn down. They don't have as much um, padding or cushion in them. And I have my own golf shoes that are really nice, so I very easily could have thrown them in my bag. And um, you did so, take your glove. And I brought, yeah, you have to bring your own glove um, or I guess buy one there. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing. Uh, but, yeah, we finished 18 holes. We played with two other um, random people that they were fun to play with. I mean, they, they golf at Disney a lot. Um, they said they play at the Lake Buena Vista course, which is over by um, Saratoga Springs um, and uh, Old Key West. They say they play there more often, but they decided to come to this one. Um, so we finished 18 holes in about three hours and 45 minutes. Um, and during that time, you and your mom went to the gym. You didn't talk about the pro shop. Well, Oh, yeah. So if any of you are um, golf apparel fans, um, especially <laughs> like polos, um, shorts, hats, that kind of thing, they have a selection at the pro shop there that you will not find anywhere else on Disney property. Um, uh, your dad and I each have two polos from there now, and I actually got a golf cover. Um, they delivered that, that to us, but we were able to get a polo there. Um, as a similarly memory. priced to like other Disney. Well, it was interesting. I don't know if they do it year round, but they had a two for one going on apparel. So I think we we got two polos um, for about a hundred and twenty bucks, hundred and thirty bucks, which is I mean that's if you go to Dick's but they were Callaway like yeah, and Armour and Nike and yeah, all it's all name stuff. brand stuff with their golf logo on it. So no, there's stuff there. Um, even if you don't go golfing there, you can still get on property. You show them your, you each have to show them your driver's license or anybody in the car has to show them their driver's license to get on uh, property since it's a military resort. Oh. Um, but yeah, you can you could still show up there and get um, buy a polo or anything like that that you're not going to be able to find um, anywhere else on property. That's me. So yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so my mom and I went to the gym at the Contemporary. Um, really nice. Lots of um, treadmills, stationary bikes, ellipticals. Uh, they had a couple of dumbbell sets, uh, BOSU balls, medicine balls, all that kind of stuff. The only thing that I thought was weird was the ceiling was really low. So um, anytime I wanted to do like an, a standing overhead movement, I had to go over to where they had like a freestanding pull-up rig rack thing which um, had a cutout in the ceiling to make it a little bit higher. So it was really nice, you know, for a hotel gym. Anyway, I would say it was nice. But um, so we went over there for a little while, got cleaned up, and then we met the boys at Chef Art Smith's for brunch, which is a place that we had not brunched brunch before. Yeah. So I don't remember. It's like it was hot honey, chicken, and biscuits. That's what I got. It was the flavor was just phenomenal. It was um, chicken thighs though, and I prefer chicken breasts. So if I could change one thing, I would change that. But fantastic, totally. Yeah, no, we've never had a bad meal at Chef Art Smith. But True. no, it's interesting that they had a brunch menu as well as their their lunch menu. So you could get like a French toast or eggs or right um, something like that, which is which was nice. Um, from there, we went over to Epcot. And we ran into another torrential downpour. <laughs> um, that hit like literally as soon as we were walking from our car to into the park. So we just kept going and went straight on to 
I spaceship totally, I broke the... my protocol of waterlogged shoes. And I went on a ride. I didn't just well, get back in the car. I, I mean, wanted to get back in the car. I, yeah. <laughs> we probably, if it would have been smarter just to get back in the car. Had and Zach and I just whatever. been there by ourselves, we would have just gotten back in the car. Actually, I don't know that we would have left the car. It was raining that hard. It was raining that hard. And like my thought process behind it was that we weren't doing anything that we hadn't done before. I was just like, what are we doing out here? I this will say foolish. if it's if it's just like a regular rain and it's like, well, whatever. Oh, we handle just... regular rains. But this like was professionals. A but this was just I mean, it was like you couldn't even see. Like you couldn't even see where you were supposed to be going. But it wasn't thundering and lightning. I don't think. I don't No? I don't think so. I don't think it, it was, was just raining so hard. Um, and it didn't really cool anything off either, which is like the worst kind of rain because at least like drop the temperature 20 degrees or make it easier to breathe because it's not so humid. But nope, it just tried to suffocate me the whole time. So we went on Spaceship Earth. And then when you get off the ride, there's like a, an activity area where we sat seriously on the ground for 45 minutes with probably like 100 of our closest friends. Like we all just took our shoes off. Well, I took my shoes off because they were totally waterlogged and I had some napkins that I was trying to dry them off with. It didn't work. Uh, but we sat there for quite a while, and then we walked over to Frozen Ever After. Rest in peace, Maelstrom. And then um, Sarah and Fred left for the airport. My parents, Zach and I, went on Living with the Land, and then we headed over to Disney Springs again for dinner at Maria and Enzo's. I still love that restaurant. I guess I feel like we ate lunch brunch and dinner too close together because I wanted to go over to um, Magic Kingdom to see Happily Ever After. And I will tell you that my grandma who controls the weather from heaven was looking out for me because absolutely terrible weather all day allowed Tinkerbell to fly and us to not die of sweat that evening. Yeah. It was awesome. So as soon as the fireworks ended, we went straight back to the contemporary. We walked back over there. And um, we went to sleep right away. We had to get up really early in the morning. We had a 7.15 flight back into Pittsburgh, um, which got us in at about 9.15. And we had to drive from there and went straight to work. We think we got to work just before noon Yep. back in Ohio. So that wrapped up our four-day trip to Universal and Disney. So it was, it was a blast. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um those are what I call two destination vacations. So if you're play, like, like usually what people do is they're just like, I want to go to Universal because I want to see Harry Potter. And it's like, if you want to just do Harry Potter, you can easily do Harry Potter in a day. You do not need to um, use multiple days for that. But since we wanted to do more things through both parks, we opted for two days of that, which led to a split stay just because it made the most sense um, financially. So that's where working with somebody who's a travel professional who has done it before because we just talked about it for the last hour um, can give you some insight on is the Express Pass a good idea or a good use of money for your family? Is it a good idea for you to stay in both places? Is it better to just head over for a day and here's how you get there? Um, so all of those things are important to making your trip run pretty smooth. I mean, we didn't have any kinks um, and it, we had a lot of fun. So if that's something you'd like to do, hit us up. That's all I got, I don't have. Closing remarks? 
No, I, I really enjoyed especially being able to golf in Disney. Um, I liked being able to go on all the different rides at Universal. I haven't been there since I was like 15 or 16 years old, something like that. Might have been even longer. Um, but no, I had a lot of fun going on rides that I went on as a kid, like the Hulk. Um, but yeah, I think the highlight of my trip was, was actually golfing there. Um, the course was unbelievable. Um, no, it was fun. Right on. All right. So all of that being said, if you are confused about the two discounts that we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, or if you've forgotten completely all about them after an hour of us rambling, um, head to my Facebook page or shoot me an email and I can get you some more information. I think that's all. Have a great day and we'll talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. For more information about booking your vacation, please send me an email at rachel at smallworldbigfun.com or sending me a message on my Facebook page, Rachel Tilvis, Small World Big Fun. Have a magical day!